Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating, so you can feel free to drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Nidhi, I uh, took a course today on crystals and uh, rocks. Fascinating. Yeah, I thought our listeners might find it relaxing. So, and I noticed that there was a rock store near my house that was offering this sort of introductory course on various crystals and gems and rocks and whatnot. And I thought, you know, I don't know much about that. So maybe I'll take a course in that. And I know that some people will use rocks or gems or crystals in particular um, to help them get over stressful events or to bring money or abundance or even love into their lives. Almost like a talisman or a sort of energy energy stone or, or something. Like I've... the crystal healing that one does sometimes at a naturopathic type of doctor or spa of course there's a lot of wives tales around certain crystals and what like amber to put amber around a child when they're teething or as a sign of protection have you ever heard of that i have not heard of that actually i didn't hear of that either and then my wife amanda pointed out that uh we saw a child and i was like why is there a amber necklace around that that infant and she said the, the child is probably teething and it's something that supposedly alleviates the pain of teething in children and so the more I sort of thought or inquired about this the more it was coming into my life and when I saw that the rock store near my home was offering a course I said well I think I'll take it and then you and I could converse about it I'd like to know a little bit more about um, what you learned on this course, Marco, because my only experience with crystals Mm -hmm. has been, um, I did have some crystal healing once done on me to open up my chakras, and um, I don't know if it actually did anything. So I'm going to ask you about that, because what's funny is I've never had crystal healing. I just took this course on a whim. You know, it's interesting because it brought up some things that we may have learned back in grade school. For example, we got into rocks and the different and the three different types of rock, Uh, Ignatius, 
sedimentary and metamorphic rock. And I don't know if you recall right. what each one of those means. Well, I think um, sedimentary rock is sort of like the rock that you would find in a cliff, for example. That's a great, that's a great uh, assumption you made because it, it is often find, found in cliffs because it's formed by the the material being deposited on top of each other. So, for example, sand being deposited and rock on top of it and more sand and whatnot. So, for example, sandstone, which is a sedimentary rock, you can actually see the layers of sand that comprise sandstone. So over the years, as each layer builds, up. builds on another, it kind of compresses and then becomes a rock. So. And isn't that how they tell, um, how, how geologists, I guess, would tell how old the Earth is or a particular era in the Earth's history? I believe so. Now, we didn't get into that sort of aspect of it, but okay. much like the rings of a tree, I would imagine you would be able to tell how old various types of sedimentary rock is. And like, you know, gypsum, Epsom salt, shale... Even marble are examples of sedimentary rocks. That's fascinating, Marco. And so does that mean, uh, you mentioned Morpheus rock. Yes. And other than being a villainous superhero, I would assume that Morpheus rock is sort of like volcanic rock. You would be wrong. Oh, okay. So Ignatius rock is made up from the cooling and um, the, the cooling of magma. Okay. And then when it solidifies, it becomes uh, various types of rock. Um, and, you know, things like obsidian. Have you ever seen obsidian? It's a really shiny black. It almost looks like glass. Okay. That's when magma cools. It becomes obsidian or, or some forms of magma when they cool. Granite, uh, pumice, you know, the stone that yes. you often yeah. uh, people will often use to... Um, clean their feet. Clean their feet or... or yeah, I guess you rub the stone against hard skin and it helps to peel it away. These are examples of Ignatius rock. Uh, now, metamorphic rocks are rocks that have had some sort, sort of change. So there are rocks that were like originally Ignatius or sedimentary. So partly you are right, because if they were Ignatius, they would have been from the Earth's crust. In other words, from magma and whatnot. But they were changed from heat or pressure. So over many thousands of years uh, when the earth's crust would move it would cause these rocks to get squeezed so that sort of um, heat from the pressure of those rocks sort of being smushed together and I don't use the word smushed very often but when I do I use it in you. its proper context yes you do and examples of that would be limestone and uh, marble as well so different huh. types of marble um, uh, are from metamorphic rock. So was the point of the course to discern different rock formations or was it to you how you would use those rocks in a particular context? Well, it began, it sort of, I don't want to say the history, but it certainly got really into depth with various aspects of geology. So from different types of rocks to the periodic table. Which brings me to the next thing I wanted to ask you. Do you know any elements from the periodic table? Marco, I can recite the first little bit of the periodic really? table. Really? And do you have like a 
a method to recite it or is it just in your short long-term memory? It's in my long-term memory because when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. uh, I was very science focused and we had to learn the elements of the periodic table. So I believe, I'll I'll see how far I can get and I might get it wrong. No, that's fine. This is not a test. We're not seeing how well you do in order to get into a science-based field or university. This is more of a, let's see what you can recall with regards to the periodic table. Okay. So let us begin. Hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium. And I am following on the periodic table, as you say, so that's number four. Yes. uh, So hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, Nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine, neon. Now is where it gets confusing. So, neon is an inert gas, Marco. So, it has to be one of the first, I think it's the second row first element. Okay. So, neon. Um, Sodium. You got it. I did? Yeah, sodium, which is its periodic... Um, N-A. You're right. Yep. Thank you. Um, so... Sodium, so it has to be a plus two or a minus two element. And I don't know what that means in the slightest. Um, sodium is it the 11th one, which you did get correctly. Right. I know chlorine's in that line. No, chlorine is not the 12th. It's, it's, not the it's 12. 17. It's but 17. So what comes next? Magnesium. Magnesium. So we'll stop there at 12 because okay. I'm sure. Calcium comes after somewhere. Yes. Okay. It does. I don't think it's um, 13, but it, unless calcium is AL, as it's. Um, no, that's aluminum. Yeah. So it's not number 13. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't. I only have a very small periodic <laughs> table of elements in front of me, and it doesn't give me. Um, all, all the all the names of it, just the fair enough. Yeah, so well, that's fascinating. I'm, I I applaud you, Nidhi, for knowing that because Thank I you. certainly did not know any of them. No, at least not in the order. I do know them. If you were to as keep, elements, yeah, as elements, correct. But um, so we got into a lot of sort of the the nitty gritty with regards to um, rocks and crystals and the difference between a rock and a crystal. In in this case, when they're talking about a crystal, they're not talking about, you know how you can get crystal jewelry or crystal things to hang sure. in your window. Swarovski uh, makes a lot of crystal, which is lead in glass. So it refracts light. Here we're talking about crystals that uh, you may have seen or you'll see in jewelry Okay. So a lot of people will have certain types of jewelry yes. uh, that have crystals, and those crystals have different properties. So, for example, are you familiar with blue topaz? I am. So blue topaz would be one of those crystals, and its properties, and once again, this is just sort of a a simple sort of look at blue topaz. And it, it, if you were to wear blue topaz, even though it's sort of general properties are this, it might be different for you because the way you connect with that particular crystal may be very different than the way I connect it. The energy and because crystals have minerals in them, which are found in our bodies, 
depending on how you, the minerals in your bodies, in your body, chemically rea- reacts. reacts with that crystal will bring up different things. Sure. Whether or not you believe that is entirely up to you, and certainly, we here at the Insomnia Project aren't telling you whether or not this is true or not. It just happens to be based on a course that I took today. So blue topaz. Now, do you own any blue topaz? I don't. I have rose quartz. Is that a crystal? It is. And I'll tell you more about rose quartz in a minute. Okay. Let me just make sure I write that down or I'll forget as I go through some of these. So blue topaz is one that uh, we're going to need to get you, Nitty. Okay. Uh, And we're going to get for myself as well because its properties are communication. Oh, look at so that. expressing yourself both speaking and writing. So that would be a great thing to be wearing when we're doing this show, which we're not. Are you wearing any crystals right now? I'm not wearing any crystals, but uh, Marco, that would be a fascinating experiment to try. Maybe if next time we could get some blue topaz and sort of see if there's any difference in our communication style or our energy with the show um that would be uh that would be a fascinating experiment to conduct you you know what we will do that for the next show because i know that amanda my wife has a few pieces of uh, blue topaz and i know that because i bought them for her well there you go we'll just uh raid her jewelry box while she's away and uh Perfect. And wear them. Uh, you were asking about rose quartz. So rose quartz is a pink variety of quartz. So if you're not, as as the name would suggest, it's a very light pink uh, stone, and it's the universal love stone. Yes. It restores both trust and harmony in relationships. So if you are thinking you want to find love or restore love or just reconnect with your loved one grab yourself some rose quartz put it in your pocket i was also told sorry it's also good to love yourself i believe for people who have certain confidence issues or you know you you hold some rose quartz Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to help you heal yourself look at you earlier you said you didn't know anything about crystals but in fact you do have some i can't believe that actually the other thing about rose quartz, it's someone told me that it's great to have at your bedside. It's a good stone to have yes. at your bedside. Yes. So um, it's a really interesting thing to to note anyways. Another popular crystal, and I'll only go through a couple nitty because I don't think we have to go through the entire. There's so many. There's over 3,000 different rocks and crystals that we've uh, identified so far. And there's probably even more. Um Garnet. Now, do you know what a garnet looks like? Is that um, sort of like a deep reddish purpley Indeed. stone? Yes, it's a, a really deep red stone. And it's an energizing stone. Oh. And it also is a protective stone. And way back in the day, it was believed that if you wore garnet, it protected you from the evil eye. Ah. So that's a, an Important interesting stone. thing. I, and I'm mentioning the more popular stones that you'll find in jewelry. And these are the ones I've sort of picked randomly. Absolutely. But if there's a stone that you come think of 
uh, Nitty, feel free to mention it, and we'll see if we can figure out what the properties of that particular stone well, are. I wonder stones, like, now, is opal a stone? It definitely is. A, it definitely is a stone. It's a, um, it's a, it's a crystal. Right. And, um, you know, what's interesting about opal, I believe it's the stone for the birth month of October. Ah. And... I believe opal is mined primarily in Australia, or they have a, a large sort of opal mines, and a lot of opals come from Australia. Okay. And uh, the old wives' tale with opal is that only people who are born in October should be wearing opal. You know, they say a similar thing about blue sapphire. Which is so, September's um, birthstone. Oh, interesting. So blue sapphire uh, is a very powerful stone. Um, and it can either give you tremendous amounts of good fortune and luck, oh. or if worn by the wrong person and it has a um, adverse effect, as you were mentioning before, different stones can have different impacts. Right. If it has an adverse respect, uh, um, effect. effect, it can actually destroy a person. Really? Yes, that's so, how powerful that stone is. So be wary. Of blue sapphire. Of blue sapphire and opal, according to wives' tales. Now, um, its uh, primary element is oxygen in opal. Oh. That is. That's one of the things I learned Okay. on the course. Um, a lot of the time, I actually tuned out a bit, Nithi, because it did got... Did you pay for this course? <laughs> I did. But, uh, you know, sometimes you take a course and the teacher is energetic and really involved and you really connect with them absolutely and sometimes you don't so was there um what was the particular takeaway or one or two things that you just found uh learnings or or fascinating Mm -hmm. facts that you said okay you know what this course was worth it you know um I think I think what I found interesting was that because our bodies are made up with mem- minerals, uh, and obviously these crystals are made up with minerals, we will connect with the stone, and depending on the minerals that one has in their body, um, the amount or the lack of, you will connect to different crystals and stones because of that. That's one of the takeaways I found that was very interesting. I will say though, if I was to if I was to say two stones that I think everyone should have based on the properties that were discussed, one would be, and I'm going to ask you if you know what this stone looks like, and then sure. I'll, 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 I'll correct it if you don't, or I'll mention what it is. Citrine. Oh, you love this stone. I you do love You buy this Amanda citrine all the time. I do. Um, isn't it a sort of orangey? Um, kind of in that shade of family? Correct. It's a very, very pale, pale orange uh, crystal. And the reason I buy Amanda Citrine is because I read that it brings abundance, in particular with um, money and security with regards to uh, employment and just abundance in every shape and form. So not only monetary abundance, but health, love, you name it, citrine brings abundance. And the reason I purchased so much citrine for Amanda is because I read that somewhere and I happened to find a citrine ring that was on sale. So I said, well, it certainly couldn't hurt. I don't know if I believe it or not, 
but let me let me buy her this ring and see what happens and um actually to be truthful that's not that's not how it started we happen to be in one of those stores that that sells you know incense and um potpourri potpourri and and crystals and sure teas and things like that right and they happen to have candles on sale okay so we looked at the section because Amanda wanted a candle. This was in Thunder Bay. She was working in Thunder Bay. We looked at the candles that were on sale, and they were candles that had crystals in them. So, like, for example, uh, I think there was one that had garnet in it. We mentioned garnet. I think one had amethyst and one had solidite or something. And we were looking at the different properties that it had, and it just so happened to have citrine, the one we purchased, because it said abundance. We were like... Let's buy this citrine candle. So we bought that. Amanda lit it. And the day she lit it, she got an offer for another job. So we we thought, wow, that's an awesome coincidence. And then I came home and she was still working in Thunder Bay. And I had been waiting for a particular check for almost four months. And I was like, I'm going to have to call and find out when this check is going to come. And that day... I went to the mailbox and there was a check. So I called him and I said, did you happen to light the candle? She said, I lit it maybe two minutes ago. Why do you ask? And I said, I just went to the mailbox and wow. I got this, um, I got this check that I'd been waiting for. So then I found a ring with Sadrine and I gave it to Amanda and she thought it was really pretty. And so she said, I didn't, I never would have bought this stone but on my hand it looks really nice and because of that every time I sort of see citrine it's not a very expensive crystal especially in jewelry so I tend to buy her (laughs) Uh, and uh, you know I say if it brings abundance great and if it doesn't well at least she has a a pretty ring or or um, earrings or, or necklace the last stone I'll mention is and I don't know if I'm saying this right pyridol pyridot I've never heard of that of that stone I think it's Pyridot. Please forgive me if I've said it incorrectly, but it's a really light green, almost like a, a bottle green stone. L- like an emerald type no, of stone? No, no, it's it's lighter oh, in sorry, color. Light. Like okay. a, or maybe more like a lime green. Sorry, I think I, I gave oh, the wrong sort I of see. color. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. It's actually, I think it's, you know, the perfect, um, it's a chartreuse colored stone a light chartreuse wow. colored stone okay and when uh, do you get to use the word chartreuse uh, i guess only only when you like to have a drink of chartreuse or when you're mentioning that particular color of green there you go its properties are that it alleviates jealousy spite bitterness and hatred so it's a great stone to give someone who <laughs> might not like you you have a problem with it also reduces stress anger and guilt now that's interesting because don't they say that jealousy is a green-eyed monster oh they do don't they and here we have a greenish colored stone to alleviate uh, jealous tendencies sure. in people sure let me ask you this so if there was one gemstone or crystal that you have a lot of what would that be? And it could be like diamonds or pearls or any of those things. 
I would have to say diamonds because okay. uh, I'm not very big on um, actual gemstone necklaces. Like mm-hmm. uh, m- my mother loves the gems, like gemstone necklaces, like the big chunky uh, stones, um, and it's just not my thing. However, I love <laughs> diamonds. Okay. <laughs> um, particularly the ones that my mom has in her jewelry that I tend to raid and take as my own. I see. Um, So I've been very fortunate um, to be able to have diamonds in my repertoire. Mm. And you've seen a couple of the rings that I have. I just find them very... um, uh, It it makes me feel very elegant without (laughs) trying very difficult. You have uh, a small ring Yes. that has the brightest diamond yeah, yeah the solid yeah. one you have the it has the brightest diamond so obviously it was cut and the quality of that diamond must be superb because every time you wear it i spot it do you have pearls i do so um just to backtrack on the diamonds for a second oh, so sure. the diamonds uh were uh, they're cut and set in india oh so it's um is it a different style of cutting and setting no i think it's just uh probably cheaper than getting a, a diamond cut and set here but I think because uh, you have sorry India has great craft, craftsmen when it comes to uh, well jewelry. that's what I was going to okay. say every family kind of has their family jeweler I see whereas so you wouldn't really go to you know you wouldn't go to Tiffany's or right. to other diamonds right wherever place, it yeah. may be you'd actually go to your family jeweler which mm-hmm. is why the craftsmanship is um, a lot uh, uh different because you also get to design things yourself so you can have things that are custom made and when i was in india i noticed that there was a lot of jewelers in a lot of places where you could buy like different types of um, bracelets and bangles and stuff and and people wore women wore a lot of jewelry absolutely absolutely so um that's sort of my fascination with diamonds but it was only it's only been recent as i got older and and uh but in terms of pearls, to answer your question, I do have pearls. I have a few pearl sets. We went to China when I was quite young, mm-hmm. and uh, we were able to get to actually go to a pearl-making factory to see how pearls were made, which was really interesting. You know, they say about pearls, it should be the last thing you put on and the first thing you take off. Oh, I did not And know that. that'll be the last thing we talk about on this particular episode, so we want to thank our listeners. We, as always, are broadcasting from Toronto, and the Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions. Thank you for listening, and join us next time.